Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. So we could see a return of fixed tariffs in the springtime, but there are lots of factors at play at the moment. In terms of savings rates, fixed prices will offer savings relative to the prices at the moment. So they might feel fairly high on an annual basis compared to the kind of fixed tariff that we were used to seeing three or four years ago. It's possible we might hear something from the government around plans for next winter's energy support in the budget next Wednesday, although the rumours we've been hearing have mainly focused on the energy price guarantee we were talking about previously rather than these support payments. With many questions surrounding how the energy price guarantee and our monthly bills might be changing come April, this week we'll be deep diving into the latest on energy. Now, even before the war in Ukraine, our bills were on the rise, and now, 12 months on, they are still at near record levels. But could more optimistic news be on the horizon? Well, this week we'll be chatting about the price guarantee, the support on offer, whether switching could be making a comeback, and whether falling prices could be passed on to consumers in the coming months. And to cover all of this and much, much more, I'm joined by Witch Energy expert Sarah Ingrams and Anna Moss from Energy Consultants Cornwall Insight. Thank you both so much for joining us again on the show. Nice to be here. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, can we start then with the energy price guarantee? Because until recently, it was thought the limit the government has put on energy bills would be increasing. But now it seems the government could be making a U-turn. Now, before we unpack this, Sarah, can you explain how the energy price guarantee currently works and how it differs to the energy price cap? Sure. So the energy price guarantee, which you might also have heard called the EPG, is a government-led scheme which begun last year and it caps the average gas and electricity unit rates to protect customers' bills from spiralling. So at the moment, those um, rates are 34 pence per kilowatt hour for electricity and 10 pence per kilowatt hour for gas. The energy price guarantee is set by government and it will be in place for all domestic customers until April 2024. It's separate from the energy price cap that is set by energy regulator Ofgem and was introduced back in 2019. The price cap only affects variable tariffs, which are also called standard variable tariffs, SVT, outer contract tariffs. It's set based on wholesale rates as well as other factors. So when those rise, it rises too, and it doesn't protect you from paying higher Mm. prices. Currently, the standing charges or the daily rates that we're paying for gas and electricity are determined by that off-gen price cap. Um, important things to keep in mind for both the energy price guarantee and Ofgem's price cap are that you get them automatically, you don't need to apply, and neither of them is a limit on your total bill. 
that still depends on how much electricity and gas you use. Your energy supplier should tell you how any changes in that energy price guarantee or the price cap affect what you pay. And there's been a lot of back and forth in the headlines about what's happening with the energy price guarantee. So, so Anna, what's behind the report saying that the guarantee will be going up and now that it's expected to say the same? So last year in the autumn budget, the Chancellor announced that the energy price guarantee was going to be adjusted in April this year uh, to mm. increase up to £3,000 for it for a typical household. Um, and it would stay at that level until April 2024. So the intention of that was to reduce the overall cost of the scheme and to limit the further upward pressure that was coming through on inflation and interest rates. Now we're in a situation where the wholesale price of energy has started to fall. And if this trend continues, the cost of the scheme is expected to be less than we originally expected. Um, So what that means is the cost of wholesale prices are falling and the energy price guarantee is expected to rise at the same time. So consumers would start to see higher bills coming through. Um, So there's lots of pressure to maintain the energy price guarantee at the current limits of £2,500 for a typical household. If we did keep it at the lower rates, the £2,500, the additional cost to government would be about £2.5 billion. That's set against an overall scheme cost we've estimated to be about £27 billion if we kept the current plan. So it's not without risk and energy prices are still volatile and it could bring more uncertainty in government finances, but it is a smaller amount compared to what we were expecting the overall scheme cost to be originally. You mentioned wholesale costs coming down there, and we'll come back to that in a moment. But in addition to conversations around the EPG and price cap, the £66 help, I'm sure many of our listeners will have seen coming off their monthly bill in recent months, is set to end, isn't it? Have there been any talks around extending it? And if it isn't, does that effectively mean that even if the energy price guarantee stays at 2500 for a, a typical household, if your energy usage is around the same, you'll actually end up paying more each month? So those £66 or £67 monthly payments this winter is the energy bills support scheme. And as you say, it's due to end. Mm. The final payments are being made this month, though if you're one of the households that has to apply to it, you've got a bit longer to do so yet. So don't worry. It's possible we might hear something from the government around plans for next winter's energy support in the budget next Wednesday. Um, Although the rumours we've been hearing have mainly focused on the energy price guarantee we were talking about previously rather than these support payments. But yes, you're right in the short term at least, even if the energy price guarantee isn't increased, uh, what you pay going forward won't be cushioned anymore by that monthly £66 support payment. So can we zoom out now then and hear some of the context behind how much we're paying? I saw a report by the Resolution Foundation last month that said UK wholesale prices are now at their lowest level since December 2021. And yet our bills are at near record highs. Before we get to that, Anna, firstly, what's driving down wholesale costs? Yeah, so prices are falling and that's definitely good news for all of us. Um, But we would say that they're still fairly high compared to prices that we've seen um, two or three years ago. Um, The falls have really been caused by things like um, higher temperatures that we've seen over the winter period, which I know feels um, odd to say now whilst it's snowing. Um, But the higher temperatures we had through winter time um, meant that we had less demand for energy overall which also means that um, there was more gas in storage still at the end of 
towards the end of winter than we originally expected. Um, so that's kept prices um, falling slightly. And so has the fact that we've also had um, liquefied natural gas coming through into European and UK ports as well. Um, and that steady flow of gas coming through um, also has meant that prices have started to fall down. Um, there's equally an EU requirement that's come in that means that gas storage levels in the EU are expected to be up to about 90% ahead of November. And that's important because long-term prices are quite sensitive to the expectations of where our storage levels will be at going into the winter period. And Anna, you said there that it's good news and, you know, we all need a bit of that, don't we? But of course, the elephant in the room here is why aren't these falls in wholesale prices being reflected in our bills? As Anna said, wholesale prices are lower than they were, but not low compared with 18 Mm. months or so ago when we were seeing much cheaper deals. Energy suppliers typically buy their gas and electricity in advance. This means that they can fix some of their costs. It also means that changes in the prices aren't passed on to customers immediately. If wholesale prices stay lower, then we might see the effects in our bills in a few months' time. They would also be reflected in Ofgem's price cap, which could help push down our bills if it becomes lower than the government's energy price guarantee. So if wholesale price falls aren't being immediately passed on to us now, could we instead be reaping the benefits in in a few months then? Do you think it's likely that suppliers will pass down the falling wholesale costs to consumers? So as Sarah outlined earlier, the underlying price of energy for consumers at the moment is set by the energy price cap. Um, Our latest Mm -hmm. forecasts show that the price for a typical consumer is expected to fall to around £2,100 in July um, if these wholesale trends continue. Um, So that would be below the energy price guarantee level. So there's a reasonable chance that suppliers as well could also start to offer fixed price tariffs again in spring and in summer below the level of the energy price guarantee. Um, It's also worth mentioning, though, that there's a market stabilisation charge in place at the moment. And this is a requirement on suppliers um, to pay a charge when they acquire a new customer if the wholesale price has fallen below a set threshold. So when a customer switches, the supplier would have to pay a charge to the old provider. And at the moment, this can be in the hundreds of pounds. The charge is meant to ensure that firms buying energy in advance for their customers aren't penalised if the wholesale price falls sharply and to stabilise suppliers so that consumers don't have to pick up the costs of supplier failure. But on the other hand, it might also limit the opportunity for customers to see immediate savings coming through. And I'm pleased you mentioned switching there because I remember not too long ago, we would always say that switching providers was the best way to get your bill at the most competitive price. Back then, it could have saved you hundreds of pounds a year. Do you think we could be returning to those days soon? So we could see a return of fixed tariffs in the springtime, but there are lots of factors Mm. at play at the moment. In terms of savings rates, fixed prices will offer savings relative to the prices at the moment. So they might feel fairly high on an annual basis compared to the kind of fixed tariff that we were used to seeing three or four years ago. So what's the advice then? Would you say it's not worth switching for a better deal now, but could it be worth switching for other reasons like better customer service? So it's definitely worth still checking the tariffs if and when they become available and to see what that looks like for you on an individual basis. Last year, some consumers locked in fixed deals ahead of the price guarantee announcements, and then they had their rates reduced if they were above the energy price guarantee level. That's good. Um, 
the energy price guarantee now remains in place until April 2024. So it sort mm. of acts as an upper limit on what you might choose to pay. And But of course, as you said, there's other reasons to switch as well, like customer service, um, access to renewable electricity, or you might want to take advantage of an offer like a refer a friend scheme or bill credit. And Sarah, what have we found at which are, are any energy providers um, leaps and bounds above the rest? Yeah, so we published our most recent research into energy companies' um, satisfaction and our own behind-the-scenes research into their procedures and practices back in uh, January. Uh, And we named Mm. one rich recommended provider from all of that in-depth research, and that was Octopus Energy. Um, And that's a company where both its customers uh, were satisfied with its service and were likely to recommend it, uh, and our in-depth analysis of its different practices, how it treated vulnerable customers, um, its, its customer service, practices etc were really good um, so there are definite reasons to switch um, to a customer service even if pricing might not be at the forefront of your mind right now. And, and can, can we go back to um, the government's winter support for a moment the 66 or, or 67 pounds off your bill a month that we mentioned earlier it's going to be ending in April what help will still be available for the people who need it most? There will continue to be additional cost of living payments for households which are considered to be in vulnerable situations. So this might be you if you're on a lower income, if you're a pensioner, if you have a disability, and these will continue after April. If you're among one of the lowest income groups, there's a £900 cost of living payment this year. Uh, It will apply if you get certain means tested benefits. So that includes universal credit, tax credits, pension credits and a a few others. Then there's £140 um, if you get non-means tested disability benefits. So you had your first payment last autumn and there's another one due this summer. Then there's also... um, up to £300 for pensioners as the winter fuel payment. Um, And that could be then another £150 or £300 during winter 2023-2024. And the two different figures I've mentioned there, it depends on your age, which you'll get. Uh, Beyond those additional cost of living payments, there's the warm home discount and there's cold weather payments, which happen every year. But it's worth checking whether you're eligible for those as well. And Sarah, will you get these automatically or, or would you have to apply for them? So for those expecting to receive the £900, uh, last time around, it was paid directly into your account by the DWP. Um, So we'd expect that these cost of living payments will be made in the same way again this time. Um, And you'll receive it automatically um, if you're eligible. Uh, If you think you're eligible and you you haven't seen the payments or you don't see them into your bank or building society or your credit union account, you can report it to HMRC. Um, Equally, with those receiving the non-means tested disability benefits, um, we're expecting them again to continue this year and to be paid automatically. And, you know, it's the budget next week. Exciting stuff. Do you think we're likely to hear anything more on the government support there? Personally, Yes, I'm optimistic that we'll hear positive news about energy bill supports. And I know most consumer bodies as well have been calling for the level of the energy price guarantee to be maintained. So fingers crossed, because it will make a lot of difference to people going into spring. I do like to hear all this positivity. And then we've been experiencing a super cold snap right now with it snowing across the country this week. And of course, money saving tips to to cut your energy usage can only go so far, but they can help. So can you leave us with some tips and, and anything we could do to future proof ourselves for next winter? So we've been talking quite a bit recently about, um, lowering your combi 
boiler's flow temperature. It's a really small tweak, but it can help lower your gas bills mm. while still keeping your home warm. Um, so by default, many boilers are set to heat um, water to 75 to 80 degrees. But many homes with condensing combi boilers can still be suitably warmed um, with flow temperatures of, of less. Um, I know we have other content on that that explains it in a lot more detail. Um, the other things that we'd recommend are uh, turning down your thermostatic radiator valves if you have them in rooms that you're not using so that you're keeping the heat that you're generating in the places that you really need it to be. Mm. It's also worth considering how you're using things like your white goods. So if you're thinking about your washing machine and the dishwasher and the tumble dryer, trying only to use them when they're full and using the eco settings where it's possible. Um, things like washing at 30 degrees or below is usually more energy efficient than doing a hot wash. And then finally, if you are able to make some upfront payments, you could think about adding things like loft insulation or draft proofing. It can help your home feel a bit cosier and keep in that pricey heat. Personally, I'd recommend if you have um, a smart meter to check your display units, um, your supplier might also provide you with an app that lets you see an hourly breakdown of your consumption. And, and that can be really useful to see where you're using more energy than you think you are. Um, I did this last um, as we went into winter this year. Um, and wondered why I was spending so much money on energy at, at three o'clock in the morning um, and eventually figured out our um, thermostat controls were set wrong and um, they were putting the heating on during the night. So uh, we almost halved our energy bill by um, yeah making those adjustments, but we wouldn't have known if I hadn't been able to see that kind of breakdown. Wow, Anna, that is so lucky that you checked your smart meter. I have to say that I don't think I have one, but they have been rolling out across the country, haven't they? Yes, exactly. So a lot of people will have them installed already. Um, I know some people have sometimes looked at their in-home display and then put it away somewhere. So it's definitely worth getting that back out mm -hmm. if you've got one or getting in touch with your supplier to, to get a smart meter installed. Um, everybody is eligible to have one put in for free. Um, it is trickier in some circumstances than others, but suppliers will, will try to fit one for you if they can. A huge thank you to Sarah and Anna for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch us again next week. For more money news and advice, find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was written by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by me and Rob Lilly, and edited by Rob with additional support from Grace Witherden and Matthew Jenkins.